absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Sex Panther, what's happening? Uh, last day in the two chair. Get to spend another day with my college football buddy fighting Phil. We get Max back tomorrow, and he should be on cloud nine. The Celtics won, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, do, do I dare say I kind of miss Max? I, should I say that or just keep keep with the banter where did, didn't even know he was gone, right? We didn't even know he was gone. That's up to you. That that's that's uh, that's your call. Well, I mean, kind of miss him, but Saxy and Phil have done a great job. I, and I do, I do enjoy talking to my good old fellow Golden Domer fighting Phil. Hey, gang! I'm I'm happy to be here again. Um, I, I, I over the last, I guess, uh, couple of shows, I guess the the use of the F word is way down. So, I do we have to like meet a quota or anything this week, or what do we have to do? We do. We're, you know, I, I figured it was all going to be Steve tonight. Steve was just going to take us over the over the over the line. Good. All right. We, we'll we'll put the over under for, for that at like thirty seven and a half. Yeah, Steve. For, for Steve. <laughs> Steve's going to start dropping those f bombs like you can't believe. <laughs> we we need it. We we got to fill the space this week. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, you uh, college football nerds wanted to talk about something. Yeah, take it away, <laughs> Panther. Well, it's, I mean, it's in the news, and it, coincidentally, it happens right when we get another day with Phil, and that, that's, you know, we're both Notre Damers, and we like to talk college football here, but Nick Saban it was in a press conference, and somebody was asking about the name and image and likeness deals that are going around, and Nick doesn't like it and he likes he dislikes it so much he started name dropping and uh he took particularly exception to jimbo fisher and the texas a&m aggies name dropped them and now jimbo's taking exception to nick and uh, calling him a few choice words so uh, look we're, we're starting to get some spirited college football rivalry shit going on and I love it, but uh, you know. So what Nick said, though, I'm sure everybody's aware, it was plastered all over Bleacher and the Four Letter Network. But uh, he's basically accusing other programs of buying their buying their players, right? They're bringing them in with these deals in place. To the booster club is is getting deals in place where these guys are getting hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars to sign and go to their college. Uh, Nick's not a fan. What about you, Phil? Are you a fan? I, I am. I, I think it'll create some parity in college football. I mean, oh no, uh, other college schools are, are getting good players instead of Alabama. Like, <laughs> I think it's awesome, and I, I think uh, I think Saban's just a little bit bitter that that you know maybe their uh, maybe their NIL program is is lacking a bit. But I think it's awesome for college football that that some of these other schools can go out and get elite talent. And on top of that, I think the kids should be paid for for what they bring to their, their universities. I mean, these college football programs, especially the, the big time ones, just print money off these kids with jersey sales and tickets and TV deals. And I mean, it, it's about time these kids get paid a little bit or a lot of it. And, uh, and I love it particularly because I, I foresee that college football video games will be coming back. It's been since 2014 that, that we've had to sit on the sidelines without a college football video game, and I'm I'm ready to get back in the saddle. Is the uh, is the name image likeness? Is that what the the holdup is in college football video games? That that's why it went away originally because um, they were all the players were based off of the real players, and they would just have like no names assigned. So the the lawsuit, I think it was O'Bannon 
rule or something was that you can't use the kids name and image and likeness in the video games, you know, for profit for the, the, um, the studios that were creating the, the games. So they weren't getting a piece. So the kids, you know, created this lawsuit. So that's what the holdup has been. Yeah. Hmm. I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That was the, uh, it was O'Bannon, which coincidentally, so it's, it's a basketball player um, that started that lawsuit. Uh, I think it's Ed O'Bannon. That, was that his name? But <laughs> his last really name familiar. was O'Bannon. Yeah, so he, he was the one that they're like, yeah, they're – they're going out and making these these games, NCAA football or 2K basketball, NCAA 2K basketball, and they would create all the players uh, because all these games are done each year, right? Well, then they would base each year's game on that previous year's roster. If they was seven foot one, two hundred sixty five pounds, or whatever number jersey it was, and O'Bannon was like, "Hey, that's literally me without my name. I need to get compensated," and, and that's kind of what spearheaded this whole thing. Yeah. And now, uh, like the last one I think was 2014 and, and, uh, the NCAA football 2k 14, it goes for like 200 bucks on, on eBay. So it's, it's wild. People want it. There's still a demand for it. And the game's 10 years old. So collector's item, huh? Yeah, man. It's, it's awesome. So, <laughs> all right. So let's follow down this path. Let's say that they start paying players, not just name image likeness. Let's say they actually pay the players. Like I think you were advocating for Phil. Mm-hmm. What happens when your cornerback isn't performing the way you want? Can you cut him, or can uh, the University of Alabama trade him with somebody like in Montana? That would be awesome. But that would be <laughs> you, you would advocate for that. I would. I think that would just be that would be incredible. I don't know how you make it work, but I'm all for it, man. <laughs> okay. I love chaos. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. So that that is the, the name, image, likeness thing works for me because you, you know you don't actually you know you're not basically you're not committing to the player forever but it is an interesting argument when you you know when you start to pay them for real as a job then do you have the rights to trade them i i don't see why not that would be fantastic well see if you have the right to trade them now you've taken away a player's ability to pick and choose their own college which may create a problem nick definitely is going to like that you know and and i think that Phil touched on it. That's the biggest reason Nick doesn't like this, because if you've got a booster club that can go out and and pay some of these players that would typically be going to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, um, now you've almost kind of evened the playing field a little bit where some of these other schools don't get the big four or five leftovers. They can compete. I think you've opened up Pandora's box and they're starting to see it. I, I don't know that this actually ends well. But for the immediate future, what we're seeing right now is it has. It's, you know, Alabama had the number two recruiting class this year, and they might even drop down next year as Notre Dame sits number one. That would be really interesting if Notre Dame starts paying players because that seems like something they definitely would not do. But um, I like it for the competitive balance on recruiting, but I hate it because I think it's opening up a fucking box that's just going to destroy college football. And I mean, speaking of the Irish Panther, we, we've got our own NBC TV deal. So, I mean, we've got money. So if, if that's the direction we start to go, we might be a powerhouse. Why aren't they going uh, that way? I'm, history? Uh, tradition? Yeah, I, I have no history. idea. That's that's their thing. They play the history tradition card on on freaking everything. Um, you know, that that's their why they won't join a conference. But in reality, 
it is those contracts. It is you go to a bowl game. You don't have to share that money with the entire conference. It's your money. They've got their own contract with NBC. They don't share that money with anybody else. Um, so it, it does have everything to do with the old holy dollar at Notre Dame. And those uh, Notre Dame alumni are just barely scraping by, too. They can't rub two nickels together, right? <laughs> oh, they, no. It, it, yeah, that's, they're, that's, they're a, that's a tough yeah. alumni race. Yeah, yeah. That alumni would never be able to afford to pay players for their name image likeness. No, I, I, no, no. no. <laughs> it, it is an interesting question because whatever college football is, it's unsustainable as it is like right now. So I, I have no idea what it's going to look like down the road. Maybe the NCAA uh, has to like separate from college. Maybe it becomes its own entity. I don't know. Maybe that's the only way to do it. It becomes like a, <laughs> a minor league of all sports. Well, it kind of already has because the NCAA has as the college institution overseeing athletics actually has nothing to do with the college football playoff. It's it's its own entity that they kind of brokered a deal and and they oh. do they do all that absentia of the NCAA. And that's why they're now flirting with an 18 playoff or whatever the next you know playoff is going to be. You're you're right. College football is broken and they've been you know trying to quote unquote fix it for the longest time, but not fix it in one just clean swoop start over. They keep trying to well let's try this. Well that didn't work, so let's try this. Well that's not working, so let's do that. They're almost like the fucking government really. Um and nothing's working. So I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but r- right now nothing's working correctly. All right. Phil, any final thoughts on college college sports? No, no, that, I think we I think we covered it pretty well there. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to work then here, boys. Mavericks Warriors. It's uh, Warriors up minus six. Mavericks looks like you can still get a six and a half there, Panther. Well, I was wrong on the dominance that the Miami Heat were going to have at home yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to be wrong on this one. I, there was nothing out of uh, Dallas in that first game that indicated that they were I mean, competitive at all. Everything that Golden State did worked to perfection. If you went through and looked at the box score, the the vast majority, I mean, all the starters had stats in every category. They're passing the ball. They're completely unselfish. They're rebounding. They're playing defense, which, as Luca can attest, is kind of works. If you play defense, you can win some games. Golden State, I think, is one of the most underrated defensive teams, which is kind of criminal when you consider how good Steph is and you got all defensive player Draymond Green on that team. I, we're kind of going to see it here, I think, in this series where Luka is still going to be needing some help. Dinwiddie's not enough. Brunson's not a hel- enough. And they definitely don't have anybody big enough to go against um, like Draymond Green and uh, – uh, Shit, Kevin uh, Looney, right? Kevin Looney's the center. <laughs> He's no stalwart, but man, Dallas really just didn't do anything in the paint. I think Golden State wins this thing again, pulling away. So I'll lay the six points and put ten dollars on the Warriors. Bill, what do you think? I, I I'm I'm with you. I I think um I think Golden State covers the six, and I I I don't think that it's a um like a sweat at all it's it's probably another you know 10 or 12 point game dallas shot the ball really really poorly and like panther said i they didn't challenge golden state in any any facet um uh, 
that game was about the only thing I did right this week. You know, we, we got Lucas under, we, we got, you know, every alt line you could imagine. I think it's the, the, the same story today. It almost feels like the same trap that with Miami and Boston. Um, but I'm going to hold firm. I'm going to take golden state. I also got a couple player props here, you oh, know, of course, go for it. We're not going to, yep. We're not touching Luca. It's, it's only 49 and a half. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm off that. Uh, but I am on Reggie Bullock over two and a half, three point makes. And that's a plus line at 110. Um, he hoisted 10 three point attempts in game one. He was three of 10. So he didn't, didn't shoot it particularly well, but he cashed the line. Um, he averages seven attempts in the playoffs so far through 14 games. And three point makes, in my opinion, that's a volume stat. You need a guy that's going to be on the floor a lot. And he's averaging 39 minutes a game uh, throughout the playoffs. So, I like this over two and a half quite a bit, and uh, especially at a plus line. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hit that one pretty hard. All right, love them, love them. I, I until the Mavericks actually prove that they can do it, I'm just gonna be hitting the Warriors. Looks like over and over and over again. So I'm jumping on you, jumping on with you guys. It looks like a you know kind of a non max kiss of death here. So yeah, give me the Warriors for ten bucks as well. You know what's interesting is it's only a six, six and a half point line. So that means we probably would be getting Golden State at what two, one and a half, two when they get down to Dallas. Uh, I'll, I'll love that. That's a ton of value. <laughs> All right. Hockey next up Rangers, Hurricanes, Oilers, Flames. What do you want, Sex Panther? Uh, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on Edmonton, Calgary again. I, I, listen, I was right on Edmonton. They're Jekyll and Hyde on offense, but you would think if you put up six flipping goals, you, you'd win the game. I mean, I get a high-scoring game, but you'd win the game. No, they gave up nine. I can't, <laughs> I can't see them doing it again. If I can see them putting up six, I'm not in love with Calgary, but Calgary's not putting up nine again. Nine goals might be what they've scored in the, the last five games combined. I like the plus line with Edmonton. That's where all the value is. Give me the Oilers again for $10. Ooh. Phil, give us your hockey thoughts. I don't have any, man. I, I just I follow you and Panther. Um, I like plus lines, but we'll, we'll, what was the play, uh, Panther? Edmonton? Yes. Edmonton. We're taking Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, to you. I, I kind of feel the same way. I kind of want a piece of Edmonton this time as well. Uh, probably take the under in this one. It's going to be a one nothing game after that. After that shit show <laughs> the last time. Uh, so, yeah, I think Edmonton plus 150. And it looks like it might be like plus 145 at some sports books. Looks like that might be the way it's trending. I like it. I didn't necessarily have a play uh, on the other game, but uh, I expect the Rangers. I don't know if I necessarily expect the Rangers to win, but I expect it to be close again and they've got to get one before they go home they can't go down 2-0 um so i think the value is the rangers i just can't get there um because you know just it's so hard to win uh in carolina so i i think carolina wins but there's no value there so i'm leaning the rangers uh, same same boat here i like the rangers i just don't know if they can hang with the hurricanes at all but uh yeah i might throw a few bucks on the rangers it's plus 150 now I would expect it to start going up, but it looks like it might be going the other way. It looks like uh, Carolina opened up minus 190, and they're minus 172 now. Mm, wow. So That could just be a correction, man. 190 is too much. It is too much. It is way too much to pay for Carolina, even though they're probably going to win. 
All right, that's it for that. We've got to put in a little commercial break here. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad? If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. That was your commercial break. Moving on. We're in baseball now. Uh, Panther, what are you bringing to the table? Uh, we're going to open up here with St. Louis at Pittsburgh. Uh, if you guys were in the book club last night, I kind of made an announcement to not much fanfare. None of the DGens seem to care. But uh, no, his name's Nolan Gorman. He's a 22-year-old phenom for the Redbirds. He got the call last night that he'll be joining the squad this morning. They uh, they kind of shuffled getting rid of Paul DeYoung. He was really playing like shit. They're moving Tommy Edmond over to shortstop, and they're going to move Gorman. It will be their starting second baseman. This guy hit 15 bombs in 31 games at AAA. He's an absolute masher, and I'm excited to see him play. And if you can't tell by my excitement, he is. Yes, he is on my fantasy baseball team. Oh, uh, but looking is. at the pitch, there it is. But looking at the pitching matchup, you know, 96 year old Adam Wainwright is pitching really well. Uh, I, I really like the way he's throwing the ball. The Cardinals can score some runs, and let's look at the opponent. Pittsburgh sucks. Not only does Pittsburgh suck, they're putting their worst pitcher out there. And I'm kind of disappointed because I love to meet some Zach Thompson last year. He just can't get nothing going this year. Minus 150 might be a trap, might be value. I'm hoping it's value. Uh, but give me the Redbirds for 10 bucks. Phil, what are you on this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also on St. Louis. I found a, a minus 143 out there, so I, I jumped on that. Oh, nice. Uh, Zach Thompson is really, really bad. Uh, 4.26 walks per nine innings so far this year. Yeah, I mean, that is just awful. So um, you couple it with Wainwright. I mean, he's still going at 40 years old. It's another solid year. I like what I'm seeing out of the St. Louis Bats. And um, I'm, I'm in it. St. Louis, minus 143. All right. Uh, 100% agree with you guys. Jumping on this with you. It's a kiss of death again, I guess. 11 bucks on the Cardinals, and I did it without even knowing that they had a hot prospect. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted the Cardinals against the <laughs> Pirates. All right. What else you got? Let's take a look at the Atlanta Braves going to Miami. Not a – I mean, could be a good pitching matchup, but statistically not a great pitching matchup. Uh, another old generational fart, Charlie Morton. 
taking the bump for the Braves. Uh, going against Trevor Rogers, who's kind of gotten a little bit of a rough start this year. He's he's pitched a little better his last couple games, and I, I think he could trend the right direction. This Braves team just cannot seem to get hot, put it all together, and string some wins together. But going against Miami... Look, you only need about two or three runs to beat the fish. They just cannot score any runs. I think this is a lower scoring game, but the Braves should come out ahead. Minus 125 is another value play to me. Ten bucks on the Tomahawk Chop. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've also got this game circled. Um, I, w- I was leaning Atlanta for sure. Um, you've got Mar- uh, Charlie Morton on the on the bump, like you said. In his last two starts... He's gone 11 innings pitched. He's only given up four hits, one earned, and he struck out 14 along the way. So I, I think he's starting to hit his stride. So um, if you have FanDuel, I am a big fan of a little little same-game parlay here. I was going to take Atlanta plus a run and a half and parlay that with Morton over four and a half Ks, and that comes to minus 113. If you don't have FanDuel, you can just play Atlanta straight up, minus 130. Either one is fine. All right. There you go. Either one's fine. All right, uh, I'm leaning Miami in this one. Miami is, I'm just waiting for them to start playing baseball. It's going to happen at some point. They're going to wake up. They're probably the most underperforming team or the most unlucky team in all of baseball. They are. They are. So it's to, it, eventually they're going to wake up and, and actually realize the game they're playing. But I don't know if it's going to be today or not. I don't like the Braves either. I just there's nothing about the Braves I get excited about, so I will lean the fish. All right, something we were talking a little pre-show about. Talk about this game. We'll Uh-oh. see if. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see if Phil dazzles that dazzles us with a another prop bet. We're looking at the White Sox going to the Yankees. God awful, Dallas Keuchel is on the bump and is five point five four going against. Cy Young candidate Nick Cortez. This this kid is absolutely dealing with a 1.35 ERA, a sub one WHIP. He's probably the staff ace. Uh, he's pitching better than Garrett Cole. Uh, I love the Yankees, particularly at home. But uh, to get any value, I had to run line them. So uh, the run line gets me down to a minus 115. I can stomach that for 10 bucks. Phil, are we gonna do it? We jumping off this cliff? I, I think we should. Do I think it, we do should. It, do it. What kind of moron that's under two and a half strikeouts twice in one week and, and lives to tell the tale? Well, hopefully it's me. I'm taking Keuchel under two and a half strikeouts. The guy just <laughs> pitches the contact. He's a, um, he doesn't get any swing and misses. And um, with that Yankees lineup, he may just get mashed in the first or second inning. So um, I'm, I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping off under two and a half Ks for Keuchel. I love it. I love it. This one's going to cash 100%. This is, this is it. This is the one. Yeah, right, right. Grinky almost did it. Just not quite. Uh, not quite. Uh, I'll take. I'll lean the Yankees here in this one. I'm not going to bet this game. Uh, one more game for me. We're going to look at Detroit uh, going down the interstate, take on the Cleveland Gardenians. Tariq Skubal is on the bump. You know, this is what the Tigers got a nice collection of fine young pitchers. Uh, Skubal kind of got there before the, the other guys, but uh, he's putting together a nice season, 2.5 ERA. The problem with the Tigers is they just don't give these pitchers any run support. They've really struggled to generate any offense, and I think that is going to be the problem today. Even though they're going against Savale, who has been awful. Nine 
point. I mean, he's making Dallas Uh-oh. candidate just absolutely terrible, but he can only get better. He was, he was better than this last year. I, and I think his metrics will show him getting better. I like the Gardenians at a plus 100. So give me uh, Cleveland for 10 bucks. And, and this is the, the fork in the road, Panther. I'm, I'm on Detroit here. Minus 112. Um, Savali is at three walks per nine. Uh, he gives up. 2.2 home runs per nine. Cleveland's lost five out of the last six. His uh, batting average on balls in play is almost 400. It's 382. So if you hit the ball against him, you're Ted Williams. You're batting 400. <laughs> um, Scooball has, has been great. Um, so I, I, I think even the Tigers um, batters can handle handle Savali. And, and I'm on Detroit, minus 112. I don't hate that play. I don't hate that play. It looks like you can get minus 106 even. So Nice. I'm going to lean Detroit in this one. I don't want to bet them. I, I think Detroit probably wins the game. But goddamn, it is so hard to bet a team that is half a run per game worse than the next worst team. Detroit is averaging 2.8 runs per game, and Oakland is averaging 3.3. And that's 31. That's 30, yeah, that's 30, or, yeah, 30 and 29 right there. Oof. Big numbers. Yep. That is all I got. Phil, you got anything extra for us? Uh, I just had a, a little bit of a, a lean on the Cubs um, against um, the D-backs. Uh, we've, been, we've been cashing with the Cubs uh, just not the last two days, but they have won four out of the last six. They swept Baltimore. D-backs are losers of six out of the last seven. Um, so it's kind of just a numbers grab. I saw uh, minus 130, so I played it. Oh, I, li- I like that play. I actually have that written down as a bet. So I'm going to jump on the Cubs uh, for 11 bucks here. They, they should beat the Diamondbacks. They should, should have won yesterday too, guys. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I like that play. Well, we are undefeated when we agree. That's right. I hit the D-backs yesterday, so I had to stay off this one. But uh, I think the D-backs are a live play here with that plus line. So I, and look, they're losing six out of seven. They got swept by the Dodgers. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hanging them on that. They're not, they can't compete with the Dodgers. The Cubs are trash. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Dodgers, the world beaters lately, right? Just world beaters. One, six in a row. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for you, Phil. That's it. That's all I got. All right. We got one last game I want to look at here. <laughs> the red hot Baltimore Orioles are playing the race and pinch me this line is insane right it's raised minus 135 to the lowly orioles who are only plus 123 uh-oh something feels wrong doesn't it give me the orioles for 11 bucks yeah it could be the pitching it's um baltimore's pitching has actually been pretty damn decent mm-hmm. but tampa I, you know i've talked about it all season long they don't have the pitching that they've had uh over in the past years they're throwing jalen beaks out today and he is a uh non-traditional opener um he he goes in as an opener but he gives you multiple innings and he gets some multiple good innings uh so they'll get about four innings out of beaks that should shorten the bullpen for them uh i think the value is baltimore and the vegas line kind of suggests it is baltimore but i couldn't get to a side here so i'll just lean the orioles and i i will lean with you also i did not do any deep dive into this game whatsoever um so i'm I'm with the arch okay good good to know 
All right, we had a couple comments here. Iceberg says Padres plus one and a half timestamp eight oh six. He did that at uh, he did it about twenty one minutes ago. I'm not even on that game, but uh, good matchup. That was an even line, but plus one and a half. I think you money line. Actually, I like the Padres in that game, so I could have money lined it. Bill, did you look at that game at all, Padres? Uh, I I just I, I saw that it was uh. A close, a close matchup on paper. I, I didn't dive it though. Yeah, I would probably lean the Giants. Uh, let's see, Iceberg says Mavs cover tonight. Oh, Iceberg! It's against everybody. I mean, it's it's a KOD, so it's smart. It's a smart play. <laughs> right with the mortgage on it. <laughs> it's historic. He's got history behind him. Historically, it's a solid play. Yeah, right. Uh, Oh, lean Baltimore plus one and a half. No, Iceberg, take Baltimore money line. Yeah, take that plus line. It's I think that's cash. Is it? That's all we had. All right. So that's Phil. It's been a fun week hanging out with you and Saxy. But uh, Nick, tomorrow it's it's going to be back to normal. Assuming Max cleared quarantine and all that shit. He doesn't test positive. Otherwise, you might be on call for another two weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, brother. I'm here if you need me. All right. Any final thoughts, Phil, about sports, the world, life, love, anything? Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm excited to get into some USFL here, though, in a couple hours, brother. Oh, yeah. That's right. USFL is coming soon. All right, then. Sex Panther. Kill this shit. I'm going to kill this shit right after fighting Phil gives me his block of the day for the parlay. Let's go Warriors money line again. Old State Warriors. I like it. Arch, you taking Baltimore? Taking Baltimore. The O's. Show my O face. I like it. Uh, I, I like this parlay. I'm going to take the St. Louis Cardinals. They, they can take care of the lowly pirates. So we got the Cardinals, the Orioles, and the Warriors. That is a parlay win, my DGENs. Get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on Discord. Join the book club. Get in there and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name and we will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make the money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.